This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, Episode 99. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. On last week's episode, I announced the opening of the Top Agent Store, and I'm delighted to say it's been a very busy week. I have 15 specific training tools to help you win more listings and make more sales. But the real focus with everything I offer in the store is to help you become more productive and leverage your time to get more results and grow your personal brand. Each concept at topagentstore.com is proven in the field and you'll find scripts, emails, prospecting letters and my complete listing presentation in PDF and audio. The vast majority of my listeners are pretty tech savvy so everything is available as an immediate digital download which means no waiting a week for stuff to arrive in the mail. To check it out, all you need to do is to head over to topagentstore.com or go to topagentsplaybook.com and hit the store tab in the navigation bar top right. I want to say a big thank you for all the feedback from recent shows, especially episode 95 with top agent Adrian Bow. Adrian's focus is all about making new contacts and looking after them. And if you want to grow your business, I think this should be your mission from now on. After all, If a two million a year performer shares his number one strategy, perhaps it would be a great idea to just copy it. You can listen to my interview with Adrian at topagentsplaybook.com forward slash 95. Well, I'm about to release my 100th show and I'd like to share a quick story. I started this podcast because living in Canada, I felt a little isolated and distant from my Australian and NZ clients and contacts. There's also the added difference of time zones and seasons, and I thought a podcast would be the ideal way to make a solid, meaningful connection, share my ideas, and help agents everywhere with awesome content straight from real estate's top agents. The results have been amazing, and I'd like to thank you, my listeners, for your emails, support, and feedback. I also couldn't keep producing regular shows without the help of my partners at Locked On. Their support and feedback to help me make the show better continues to drive me to produce what I believe is some of the best real estate training content available. In the last two and a half years, so many agents from all over the world have reached out to connect and I feel grateful and very humbled by your continued support. And in that time, the show has been downloaded more than half a million times in 150 countries. I know I bang on about the power of podcasting, but I honestly never realized the reach of this media and its ability to connect with so many on a regular basis. If you've discovered something from an episode and successfully put it to work in your business, then I'm honored to be part of your success and I'm looking forward to delivering more great interviews and relevant content in the next 100 episodes. John McGrath is my guest for show number 100. We caught up this week and as usual, he shared some inspirational ideas. We dig deep into some very effective strategies for adapting to a changing market. So look out for that one. If you subscribe to the show on iTunes, you'll automatically be sent the episode straight to your podcast app. To get the iTunes link, just go to topagentsplaybook.com and scroll to the bottom of the page and hit the yellow Apple Podcasts button. It's that easy. Or you can simply search Top Agents Playbook wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Well, I must admit to feeling more than a few pangs of jealousy while speaking with my guest for this episode. After all, he's only 21 years old and in only his second year in real estate, he's just recorded an annual GCI of $650,000 with 52 sales and 70 listings. Not a bad effort. Jack Harvey is yet another thoroughbred from the Corona stable I've featured on the show and he exudes a seriousness, a sense of urgency and a work ethic seldom seen in someone so new. I found it refreshing and more than a little inspiring. Listen out for when Jack takes you through his day and also his response to my question, what would you do if you had to get a listing today? You might be surprised by his answer. One thing I've noticed in the last 98 episodes is that the top agents are not afraid to push themselves past the norm to reach a goal. And they're not concerned with what others are doing or might think. They judge themselves by their own results, not the opinions, actions, or results of others. In other words, they walk to the beat of their own drum. Special thanks to Jack for giving us some time and sharing the details behind his success. Okay, let's do it. Well, Jack Harvey, welcome to the Top Agents Playbook podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, You're welcome. Now... Am I correct in saying that you've been in real estate a bit over two years? Bit over. Yeah, okay. Bit over two. Okay. And you're a 21 year old. What were you doing, Jack, before you uh, started with Coronas? I was selling suits at um, at Meyer. Right. For how long? Yes. I was in that oh, through school and then through a little bit of, uh, of of uni as well. So it was it was at least three four years. Okay. I was there and. Did that kind of – where did the idea for real estate come from? Did that uh, motivate or inspire you? Uh, look, to be honest, uh, real estate really wasn't probably on the cards for, for me um, until one of the one of the guys actually was working at at, uh, at the Brackenridge office at the time actually came in and I uh, tried to sell him a suit right. and offered me an interview and the rest is history. Perfect, perfect. So I think in, in your last year you've done about 650 uh, in Grosscom. Yep. 52, right. 52 sales and 70 listings. So you're doing a sale a week, so you must be doing something right. Tell me what's going on. Um, look, I think there's uh, definitely advantages of being sort of young and enthusiastic in, in this industry. I think, um, you know, in my marketplace there's probably there's quite a few people that have been around for a long time and I think it's sort of that sort of maybe that fresh face or, you know, that sort of enthusiasm that, that um, – that, come in yep. um, and, yeah, really been able to sort of propel me, which is good. What would you say, Jack, is your greatest asset? Oh, again, probably enthusiasm and, and just hard working. I think. I think um, I, I definitely put in more hours than, than the competition, right. I think. There's probably, you know, no secret to it. Um, you see all the all the top agents, mate, they're all uh, all doing – the, the, the calls and um, and obviously getting in front of people and meeting people every day. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get into that, Jack. Tell us tell us what your day looks like. So in the morning, um, we sort of get in around 8, 30, 9 o'clock, um, and it'll be prospecting um, first up, sort of between about 9 and 11. Um, I guess there's probably, for me, not really a massive um, structure around sort of necessarily keeping to that two-hour period. I just think the most important part is actually just finding – um, a seller every day right. um, and making sure you're sort of filling up your week that way. Then we'll um, sort of break, do get back to the, all the emails. Um, my PA is really good helping me with all the inquiry and that sort of thing that I get because we do sort of carry um, 
a fairly large stock bank. So, um, you know, we, we, we have plenty of inquiry. So she's really good at helping out with all, all the email inquiry and all that sort of thing. And then I sort of start getting back to, um, to the phone ones. Um, and then, yeah, that's really sort of takes up the middle of the day. And then we're, then we're sitting down with sellers, um, or buyer appointments or whatever, um, between sort of about one and up to eight, nine o'clock at night. Okay. Do you, do you set a time for your listing presentations or just whenever the seller wants to meet? Look, I I try and have a have a structure. So I'm in the office in the morning and and sitting down with people in the afternoon. Okay. So it's I, I I won't really do any appointments in the morning listing wise um, unless it has to be done um, and there's no way around it. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely the afternoons we're sitting down with sellers. Okay, now you're definitely not the first Corona sage uh, who's been on the show, and um uh, and thank you for your time. By the way, in in your busy day, tell me, Jack, tell me a little bit about. Um, how is your personal teamwork? Where do you get the support from? Um, so personal team-wise, obviously, there's m- myself. I've got Sophie, um, who, who's my PA, and then I've got um, the receptionist, Brielle, as well, um, out the front. So, you know, between us, um, like I said, it, they, they pretty much take all the paperwork side of things off me so I can really just do what I enjoy doing, and that's speaking to people and meeting people and sitting down with people and, and doing all, I guess, the dollar productive stuff. Um and like I said, they take really care of absolutely everything um, into, in regards to paperwork. Your buyer manager is your supporter, obviously, as far as buyers go. Did you train them up or does the group train them up? How does that work? Um, yeah, look, so Sophie's been um, in the company as a receptionist for, for a while. So, um, you know, she sort of had the, a fairly good idea on what she was doing. There's a couple of little tweaking um, things that, that that need to get right with her, but you know, I'm a big believer that you know you don't really necessarily. Um, well, there's, I guess there's probably not so much training involved in it. I mean, that's sort of what what I will do um, is is all those tougher conversations. I think with Sophie, it's just about um, making sure she has the right conversation with people at the time, making them feel comfortable, and then I'll do the rest. Cool. Okay. Um, one question I had. If you had to find a seller today while we're still on prospecting, if you had to find a seller today, where would you go? What would be your number one method? Yeah, I think um, for me, buyer inquiry is um, is key. Right. Um, I think really good service to your buyers is, is where majority of my business comes from, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, I'm, a, again, a big believer that one in ten inquiry has a house at least to sell and is selling in the next sort of two, three months. So um, I think, to be honest, you could go back through your six to eight-week buyer inquiry, touch base with everyone, see if they've bought a home, see what they're doing with, with their current one, all those sorts of things. So I think, you know, that that it's a nicer conversation to have as well maybe than some, some of the other ones that, um, that, that, that you need to too. Okay, because you've got something to talk about when you call back. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and generally, someone who's buying a home, they – they like to hear from you yep. um, because, like I said, they're still looking. And at the moment in the market, there's not a lot of property. So it's, um, you know, buyers love to hear from you, okay. especially if you've got something coming up yep. or, um, and, you know, ultimately they will have to sell their own place as well at some stage or may know someone who um, who does too. Yeah, cool. What about – how did you actually get your start? Because a lot of people listening to the show are in their first year or so and – some yep. some get traction faster than others. How did you get your start? What did your first, I guess we're going back two and a half years or, or so, but what did your first six yep. months look like? How did you 
Um, how did you get some traction? What, what happened? What did you yeah, do? Well, I think the first thing I did was sort of look look at the marketplace as a whole. So we're in Brackenridge and we, we service six suburbs basically right. um, in, a, in the postcodes or surrounding suburbs at least. And I sort of sat down and I, I had a look on, you know, your websites like, you know, Rate My Agent and, and look on realestate.com and all those sorts of things and just gone, okay, which is going to be, I guess, the suburb where there's not a standout agent and I need to go in and, and, and make myself the standout agent basically. Okay. So I identified Bald Hills as an area right. where the top agent had sold five or six homes and there was about 90 sales last year in, in the area. So basically I went, look, I really like that little area. Um, it's, a, it's a fairly tight, knit little community as well. It's got a couple of really good things going for it. So I said, well, there's a, an opportunity for me here. So I, I literally just got stuck in and called – as many people as I could, met as many people as I could, and now I've got 35% market share in Bald Hills, and I think I sold 30-odd properties in, in that little pocket Lovely. last year. So, Lovely. you know, that's been a massive, massive help um, in, in my success, I think, is identifying an area, getting stuck into that area for the first six to 12 months, getting, a, you know, six listings live on realestate.com, getting plenty of sales, and mate, the rest sort of starts to, I guess, take care of itself. Um once you've built that presence. Okay. So how did you build that presence? What did you do? Go door-to-door? Um, I didn't do, to be honest, a lot of door-to-door. Um, I, again, identified sort of there was a, uh, I guess, good thing about working for Coronas is it's a fairly large database, right. which is good. Yep. So what we've done is we've gone, okay, we'll find out all the old contacts that no one's talking to anymore in Bald Hills, just call, introduce myself, update them on what's going on. Um, you know, there has been a significant amount of growth in the area as well, and I find that people are um, really glad to hear that, whether or not they're selling or not. Um, so I think, again, just having a having a nice conversation with someone over the phone, um, you know, there's your other one sort of, you know, your withdrawns and, and, um, and all those sorts of things that you can definitely um, – get your teeth into as well. But I think it's just, you know, earning your stripes first and, and, you know, getting out there, calling a few people, having a chat with them, updating them on the area. And like I said, sort of being that information um, giver and that trusted opinion rather than, um, I guess, just asking for the business straight away. Okay. Okay. So so I guess um, your advice to somebody new would be pick an area where you have got a show of, of getting some of getting some traction, of getting noticed. Yep. Of of growing your footprint and if possible, jump on the phone. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, um, it, and and if there's no numbers, then you go out and door knock them too. I mean, I did a lot of just driving around the area when I first started in the car, right? Um, keeping an eye for skip bins or you know people cleaning up their house. Um, I've done, I've, I've had one before where I was driving past and there was. Complete new renovation. I jumped back and had a look, and she, I saw that she bought it very well in 2015. I went and door knocked it, and I said, "Hey, just by by chance, I was driving past. You've done an amazing job with the renovation. Um, are you doing that in preparation for a, a move, possibly?" Um, and she said, "Yeah, I am." So, I mean, that, even those little sorts of things, um, just becoming that sort of area expert, I think, is yeah, really important. I I did something very similar, Jack, at the start of my career, and I was walking down a street and uh, I noticed there was some painters at the house and uh, mm. I'm, I'm a few doors from the, from the house and I see an agent, one of my competitors, walking out. Yep. So I quickly did a U-turn back to my car and slunk down behind the wheel, waited till he went and then um, went and knocked on the door. 
And uh, yeah. yeah, it was uh, it was it all went very well. I'm I'm pleased to report. So there's right. uh, if you're looking for listings, well, it's unarmed combat, isn't it? Um, we're uh, we're all out there to compete. So if you're looking for listings, exactly. guys, take a leaf out of Jack's book and uh, go and check out check out your area, see what's going on. We used to call them dirty houses. Like uh, some sometimes there's a house that's vacant. Uh, and they stand out, stand out like anything uh, in a in a in a nice area where you can see a house that needs a little bit of attention. Tell me, what about your database? Do you firstly do you use a database? Uh, uh, do you uh, do you have a conscious effort to build your number of contacts? Um, I think I do have a database. Um, right. So we're very controlled in that sense. Like my mobile is not displayed. Okay. Um, it's basically. We use just they, they call into the office. It's basically logged at reception, yep. um, full names, mobiles, emails. Yep. So it's – I'm not a massive believer on you need, you know, 20,000, 30,000 people in, in, in your database. Okay. Um, I just think you really good, clean data um, that you can actually communicate with really well um, and preferably it be in your core market okay. um, being Bald Hills. So to be honest, you know, a, a listing in Bald Hills gets me – Pretty excited, to be honest, and I love working in there yeah. um, because I know I could rattle off, you know, majority of the sales in the past three years yeah. in, in that little spot. Yeah. So, you know, I think just communicating with those people really well, whether or not, you know, you use a CRM or whether or not you even use like an Outlook or, or whatever, um, I think it's just important that, you know, it's it's clean and it's um, it's constantly communicated with Okay, is, is important. Okay. What about your opens? Um, and... I thought you were going to say just now that if you list a property in an area, you're a good chance to list another one, which I'm sure you would be. But so, what that's do you fair. what do you do in your opens that's uh, that's different that sets you apart? Um, so I think the open home wise. So the first thing is is getting really clear um, around the actual listing process, and probably taking a step back from the open homes first is we do things like just listed flies. Yep. Okay, so they go to about the 100. Um, neighbours in, in the street and what we actually do is it's a just listed inviting them to a VIP uh, a VIP preview of the home which is generally on a Wednesday or a Thursday night between 5.30 and 6 right. or 6 and 6.30 or, or whatever time it, it, it's going to be and what what we do is um, generally those sort, so sometimes those sorts of people are actually have family and friends looking in the area or, or, or whatever and basically what we do is we try and get as many or meet as many new sellers as we possibly can on that sort of Thursday Thursday night, okay. um, and then obviously on Saturday as well, um, we, we we get the majority of the buyers through that are actually going to to buy the home as well. So I think um, getting clear on that sort of thing, I think that's been able to one build the database and actually meet potential sellers too. Okay. I think that that's really important. Um, and then open homes wise, yeah, just you have to be. Um, crazy about about open homes because that's where you are going to be meeting again sellers buyers whatever um making sure it just just looks 10 out of 10 absolute world class is 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 really important okay okay prior to your jumping all over the place i know but i'm thinking of questions uh, as you as you say stuff um <laughs> let me just let me just track back a little bit you're going to a listing presentation, say tomorrow or Friday, whenever it might be. Do you send a pre-listing pack before, and, and uh, if so, what does it look like? Yeah, so we actually send. Well, I send now an email, um, so a pre-listing email 
Um, we, we have some really cool technology now that we're using Diacrit for our, our photos. Okay. Um, it's got stuff like the um, virtual floor plan. It's got stuff like the kitchen styler so we can change the color of the cabinets. We can change the color of the floor, the, um, the wall colors, all those sorts of things. So there's a really couple of really cool little videos that we send. I've got um, basically my profile video that goes out, yep. um, a Diacrit video just to give people an idea on the photos and that sort of thing, what's happening. Um, I, I rate my agent, um, little preview as well, which is showing that I sell, sell the most homes in the area and I'm number one agent and it comes with a few reviews on the back as well. Nice. Um, with past clients, basically there's about 10 or so of them and I just feel like it's a little bit more effective now actually sending an email so they've got all my details, all that sort of thing than, than necessarily the, 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 the PAMP which is basically your hard copy. Um, I just think half the time they'll brush that away and they won't even probably look at it, right. um, whereas I think an email is, is a much more effective um, form of communication these days. Okay, and you find that as a, as a pre-listing kit works uh, pretty well? Yeah, it looks great. Okay. It looks really good and it's all it's all set out. Um, so it's basically, you know, we just have to chop and change a couple of things that sent out within, you know, five minutes of me setting the appointment rather than, um, you know, an hour, two hours or whatever it, it takes to get the um, hard copy out. Cool. Um, what about rate my agent? You've mentioned it a couple of times. Have you had any? Uh, have you had any conclusive proof that you're getting results from it? Are people searching searching for you online or finding your details details there? Um, I don't think it's necessarily um, probably one me business. I think it's a, it's a tool that you can you can definitely use. I think um, if you're not, you know on Facebook or on Rate My Agent or anything like that, I think it's definitely key that you do because there will be sellers that jump on there and have a look, not saying that every seller's jumping on Rate My Agent and having a look, but I think, you know, they've got a couple of pretty good um, sort of tools that you can use to, I guess, amplify um, maybe what what you're doing. Cool. Awesome. Jack, it's been a blast. Uh, at 21, um, you're out there, you're doing it, you're having a red-hot go. And, uh, and you're cleaning up, you're gaining some market share. Congratulations. Just one final question before I let you go. Uh, somebody listening to this is not having the kind of year or career that they're, they're hoping for. If they took you out for a coffee and said, Jack, look, I'm struggling a little bit, what would be some of the pointers? What would be some of the uh, two or three things, just some advice you'd offer them? Um, I think in real estate world, there's nothing um, that can't be fixed by a couple of couple of listings, yep. to be honest with you. So it's really your whole momentum shift when you get a couple of good ones. Um, and I guess, like I said, market at the moment is really good. So they're all selling. We've just got to have them. Um, I think it's just head down, really get stuck into the phones, go for a drive. I, I mean, when I first started, it would be what you'd wake up at, or you'd be in the car at about eight o'clock driving around your suburb every morning trying to find a few people. Um, then you get back, get into your buyer inquiry, get into, you know, all the other hot ones, your withdrawals, all that sort of thing. Just make the calls um, because, you know, if you sit down with enough people, you'll 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 um, you'll definitely be getting listings yeah, anyway. Yeah. So I think uh, just get stuck into the phones. That's um that's the advice I can give. Okay. Anyway. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think it's great advice, and uh, I want to thank you so much for uh, for your time this morning. I'll I'll look forward to keeping in touch and uh, and and uh, following your success, mate. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Thanks, Ray. 
It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray. 